When you see them up close, too, the joints on them are a little bit on the weird side. Well, even just zooming in on the picture, like yeah, yeah. it almost looks waxy. Yeah, oh, like they they almost went too plasticky with yeah. it. But eh. now, the Rick's not bad. Not the, great though. No, but the Morty just looks like a piece of. You know what I will give like them though candle. is I will say those are better than the Archer figures are. Yeah. Wow, those were pieces of crap. Yeah. And with that, we start an episode of True North Nerds. Yay! Yay! And uh, this one's going to be a little bit different because... Just uh, the two of uh, us. I was thinking the we exact same thing. We can make it if we try. And that's all of my singing for now. Sorry. Yeah. So it's uh, just uh, Ryan and I because um, uh, Kevin's not here and Jen's not here. And we still needed to put out an episode. But luckily, it's E3 this week, which is uh, mostly video games. And we're the, the, the two of the, the four of us that really actively follow video games and play them on a regular basis. And Ryan is stuck on his phone. Sorry, I was just looking <laughs> at uh, on Facebook at a picture one of our friends posted of a bunch of new toys he bought. Uh, of Cal- the, uh, no, Calvin oh, just Calvin posted just a bunch of a- stuff because he was in Rochester. Is that a Damien the- figure? Yeah, that's what I was. He got two of them. What's the one behind it? Uh, it's a Wonder Woman. Oh, who cares? Well, it's, it's a, a good it's figure. A, yeah, it's a good figure, but we got those already. And a Fantastic Car, and it looks like uh, that's the old Fantastic Car, though. Yeah, mm-hmm. and an old uh, Marvel Legends two pack. Anyway. But hopefully those come up here. That Damien's awesome. Yeah. Well, we always have a hard time with those uh, multiverse. We always have a hard time with the second wave of anything. Yeah. <laughs> Don't know if it's just our area or <laughs> yes, Canada or in general. Yeah. But. I'd love to hear. If, if you're toy collectors outside of the province of Ontario, we would love to hear what your toy issues are. In, uh, our, in the area of our recording, It's uh, we have a hard time getting waves. We'll, we'll always get the first one. Oh, yeah. Especially movies, movie tie-ins. You get that oh, first yeah. wave we every get the time first one. to the point that you're drowning in them. And then nothing. But if any of you out there are looking for a Spider-Woman from the Marvel Legends run from, like, what, two, three years yeah, ago? Yeah, the ultimate Spider-Woman, uh, the clone. Yeah, we, we've got tons of those. We'll trade. Yeah. We, Ryan is looking for Colossus yep, from Brent, the X-Men Because Brent wants the Build-A-Figure head. I, well, the Colossus is awesome. Well, yeah, I want, the, I want the Colossus. And I want Warlock's head so I go. can build me Warlock from New Mutants because <laughs> when am I ever going to get a Warlock figure ever again? Oh, exactly. And that's all you need. Is that all you need now is just that's the head? That's all I need is the head, yeah. So you've got... Two arms, a torso, two legs. Yeah, and, and no he's head. such a paint job that there's no other head I could ever get for yeah. it. And I think does it come with two heads? In the uh, no, it comes with a head and an alternate hand. Oh, okay. Because he's a he's a shapeshifter. Like yeah, he can turn yeah. into a plane and other things. Well, he has a buzzsaw hand. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, but I, I love that character. But I should make an addendum, uh, unless he's a character in the New Mutants movie. 
Yeah. I'll never see another figure of him again. Yeah. In that case, you might get something. Or you know should. what I'll get is exactly like Groot. I'll get him with a different head and yeah, exactly. maybe a slightly or, different paint job. Yeah. Either as another build a figure or as in like a special set. Yeah. So uh, this uh, this episode might end up being a little bit shorter, but we're going to talk uh, video games. Um, news. A little bit of news. Um we're, we'll probably go in depth a little bit more when Kevin gets back, but uh, unfortunately, Adam West passed away this weekend, and man, that was a bit of a bummer. Oh yeah, like like he was everybody's first Batman. I was just gonna say, yeah, I can remember you know coming home from school and tuning into CKBR and watching Batman like every weekday, wasn't it? Yeah, every weekday at like four o'clock, four thirty or something yeah. like that, and it was you know tune in same bat time, same bat channel. Do you have a favorite episode or that you can remember? The, it, because the it's been a while since you've watched it. It's been a long it. time since I've watched it. But one of the ones that always, like the part that always remi- you know, sticks in, out in my head, and I think it's because I remember it because I remember drawing a picture of it after. Okay. Uh, it was something, there was like a, a crocodile pit and Robin on a ledge or something. Sounds familiar, yeah. And, and that's how it ended, you know. And Do you so remember I, who the bad guy was? Not a, no, yeah. not a clue. The uh, the one that always sticks with me is the uh, the crossover with the Green Hornet. Yeah, I remember that one. Yeah, and they get flattened. Yep, in the press. Um, that one, and um, weirdly, my other big Adam West thing is the um, the episode of Batman the Animated Series where he does a voiceover of. He's the voice of uh, the Gray Ghost, the 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 superhero uh, show that Bruce Wayne grows up watching. Oh, okay, and he like, and he ends up going on like a little bit of an adventure with Batman. It, it's one of the best episodes oh, of the show. I don't remember. I'm sure I've seen it. I don't remember that one. And he he kind of like he plays Adam West more or less plays himself, okay. but like plays it fairly seriously. Like you know, like semi washed up actor who tight got typecast into the role. But okay, did like the part that he did. He's just sort of sick of the fact that he's stuck in it. Yeah. right? so. But uh, yeah, it's a, it's one of the better episodes. Uh, I I also I really his time on Family Guy play as Mayor Adam West. Is he still on Family Guy? Oh I, yeah, uh, yeah. The, well, so the character I, I don't watch it a out. lot, but I'm, I'm, they could just not use the character. Yeah, yeah. or if they, um, I'd rather they either stop using the character or find a way to write him out than to bring in someone to do the you know doing an impersonation of Adam West. I, I assume it'll be one of those two because um, what's his face Seth MacFarlane really has a lot really of respect love for and the, respect yeah. for Adam West. So it's like I wouldn't be surprised if they kind of go the Simpsons route and that character just gets quietly retired, like like the Phil Hartman characters, yeah. Like, to sort of he disappears and he's like maybe referenced, but it's in kind of loving tribute, and that's about yeah. it, sort of thing. So yeah, that was, that kind of sucked. Yeah. yeah, but it's this is the way of life. The only thing for me is like because uh, um, isn't it Burt Ward's booked in for Hamilton Comic Con? Uh, I think so. Yeah, yeah he's, he's it got seemed weird that con, like yeah. he was because they've been doing it as kind of a duo act yeah. for the last two years. Oh, and getting Julie Newmar when she's available. Yes. And it just seems sort of odd that Burt Ward was booked, and he's and booked he for was, a couple other shows, yeah. too, Where, but he wasn't, but apparently it was a, a short battle with leukemia. Well, I was going to say, is, yeah, I hadn't, I hadn't heard about that until they said it. Yeah, sounds like they kept it pretty quiet, which I can understand. Oh, yeah. Uh, maybe they were hoping that there was 
going to be a chance. But yep. you know, unfortunately, at his age, too, that can really just take a lot out no. of you, right? Yeah. So, so all respect to Adam West. And if you if you haven't seen the the Batman show from the the sixties, it's it's worth watching. It's one of those weird things. I think every comic guy goes through it at some point. Is you love it as a kid. You get into sort of snarky teenage years, yeah, it's like, and it's oh, like, this is so oh, campy. This is oh, this is so stupid. And then you get beyond that, and, and like, this like, is a oh, lot of fun. Is, yeah, because <laughs> especially when it's different, it's different from every other Batman out there. There's no other than Brave and the Bold. That from cartoon a couple of years was ago. great. Yeah. yeah. Now, so you don't see villains like a head and the is it was mm. King Tut or was he the yeah Pharaoh? King Tut King Tut. You know, you don't see villains like that used even in the comics anymore or in anything. You know, it'd be I can understand why, mm. but it would be awesome if somebody was able to bring those characters back into the current like DC universe of comics um, and make. Them I know a they brought King character. Tut in a couple years ago. Oh, like, did they? It could be like even ten years ago at this okay. point too. Um, it, it's yeah, it's the other thing is a friend of mine pointed it out to me. Uh, a long time ago, and he's dead right, is in a lot of ways, that Batman series was kind of like the Simpsons of its time. Like, it was sort of comedic, but the, the part of the reason it took so long for them to put it out in DVD is, um, for especially for the newer generations, they're not going to get it as much. Ours barely got them. But anytime somebody stuck their head out of the apartment windows and went like, Hey, Batman, what you doing? That was somebody famous. Yeah. Like, it was somebody doing a cameo, right? Like, I can remember distinctly there's one with Jerry Lewis in it. Yes. Where he was doing a movie or something in the set next door. So he just came over. He's like, oh, yeah, I'll do it. And, oh, like, there, there's a couple really fairly big-name actors that did that over the years. But uh, most of them were, were names at the time, too. Yeah. So when they went to put out the DVD, they had to get everybody's rights basically because oh, that really? was back before you signed off, off on, on a lot of that stuff especially that, if it's you were filming a show next door and just dropped in you didn't sign anything no <laughs> you weren't even paid you were just doing it because you were there and yeah it was batman and it was and batman it was, and batman was a big thing was it, that show was big at, oh yeah it was it was huge for for the couple of years that it was on yeah so yeah um, did you have uh, any other news items that you wanted to grab, get into before we went into video game stuff? Uh, sure. Uh, I, was, so... I hadn't really taken a look since okay. the, the Wonder Woman. <laughs> Let me go through my notes. Uh, so what's, what, what's gone on in the last couple of weeks? Uh, okay, well, Starship Troopers, the show, the movie we all love to hate, then love again. Oh, I love that movie. I've I, loved it ever. Oh, since. Like, it was so good. Paul Verhoeven is just like, he just does some balls out shit like he's the guy who did robocop like the first robocop right okay same director S- same director oh, paul, okay. paul verhoeven and he's just like he is this like i think he's dutch and he's just insane nice. I, I always go back to on the commentary track for robocop he mentions how like I I wanted Robocop to be like American Jesus. That's why he walks across the <laughs> you know at the scene right at the end where he's in the the towards the end where Robocop's in the the metal smelting plant like he's been damaged and stuff and he's walking. If you watch, he's walking on water. So oh he is God. American Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I love Paul Verhoeven and, and Starship Troopers is oh it's so good because it's. It's so, so over the top. 
like you know, pro, you know, pro, you know, propaganda filled type thing that you know, it's like the only good bug is a dead bug. And yeah, it's it's not like the book at all, but it's like one of those things like Total Recall where it's like it's so good on its own. It's its yeah. like own separate entity. Well, so they've. No, they made what was it? Two, three sequels straight, straight to, to DVDs. video. Yeah. Um, some it's like yes, some of them were okay. Some of them were like even loosely connected into the whole world. Uh, there's been at least one pr- other animated feature. Uh, it was a straight to DVD, but I enjoyed it. I watched it. You know, it had a cameo of uh, Rico. At that point, he was a general. Oh, okay. Um. But uh, the animation was pretty good. But they announced a new, another new animated uh, movie for the franchise. Uh, I saw the trailer. It looks good. Yeah. I, 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 at the very least, it looks like it's going to be an entertaining, you know. Is it doing a theatrical run or is it? One night. One night. So one of those one night only. And then, then video on demand. And then. Yeah. And then home release. Home Just release. like, uh, what was it? Killing Joke? Yeah. Uh, then, hopefully it's better than Killing Joe. Hopefully, oh Jesus! Yeah, we actually was, sat in the theater to watch that. Yeah, we were and so it was a excited. Full theater, yeah, full theater, and then we got into the the angry costume sex of Batwoman, Batgirl, yeah. and Batman, and Let, I was like, oh, yeah, we'll just leave that yeah. there. Uh, staying with the DC, uh, Warner Brothers DC Arrowverse announced uh, a new character for the Legends of Tomorrow. They're going to be bringing in ISIS. Yeah. Not the terrorist group from the Middle East. Nope. But Taking the, it back. The goddess from the Middle East. Now, is she going to have a Shazam connection, you think? I, I hope so. It would make I, sense if they, if they want to play it out that way, but... You know, The Rock is supposed to be doing that movie, so... He's mm, supposed to have been doing that movie for the last five years. Yeah. Well, he's got a full plate. Yeah. Like, both plates. Like, you know, his movie plate and his cheat day plate. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it should be interesting, though. She's going to have powers and still has that connection, and she's going to be from the future. From, like, the oh, year okay. 20, 2030. So maybe she's, like, a Shazam-type character from the future, then. Yeah. So. And you call her something else different like that, then you don't have to worry about the whole Captain Marvel trademark yeah, issues, no, exactly. right? And then, you know, who's to know they might, you know, they might mention Shazam or Black Adam, but then they could not mention them at all and still do the, you know, what's what's the what's the place with the rock that Shazam has his powers from? Oh, know? uh it's the Rock of Eternity? Yes. Yeah. There you go. Uh, they could even talk about all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know what is like if that movie doesn't happen, like the the Shazam movie. Yeah. Black Adam would be a good villain for Legends of Tomorrow or Flash. Yeah, yeah, like or any of those shows, just in that universe. I know who I would cast as okay. him too. Who? Is, um, uh, Oded Ferrer. He was the remember the Mummy. The Which, the uh, Brendan Fraser mummy. Okay, he was the 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 Egyptian guy that was always helping them out. Who was part of the secret organization? On the, horse? the guy with the horses. Yeah, the, the guy with, with the, the horses. The, the, the cool he sword. was also okay. <laughs> the other thing you would know him from is he is, was the original Gigolo in Deuce Bigelow, male Gigolo. Okay. The guy that Rob Schneider fills, fills in for. He's been in tons of other things too. Um, has a slight connection to the DC universe. He in uh, Justice League. He's the voice of Doctor Fate. Oh, okay. In uh, Justice League and Justice League Unlimited. 
So <laughs> I, it, I would cast if he's not too old. But he like last time I saw him when on some TV show, I can't remember what it, he he's aging really well. Oh, okay. But. See, then even then, that's a character, Black Adam, that you know can be a villain, can also be a hero because mm. he's been both. It all you know, he just depends on what's going on, what yep. side he falls on. He's kind of fighting for his his territory, and yeah, he's just protecting his people, and then sometimes he makes friends and helps them, and sometimes he doesn't. Yeah, it's uh, but we'll, we'll see. I think The Rock's good casting for it in the movie. Oh, yeah. Don't get me no, wrong. Sure. It's just how long have we been waiting for that movie yeah. to? coalesce and even even now is like you you hear things that like nothing really comes out of it no. I, i'm i have a i have a feeling after batman versus superman that got put on like a holding pattern yeah hopefully wonder one might, might have kicked that door open might again started all that stuff again but because uh, even when they announced all of their dc movies you know when they're like oh we're gonna do a cyborg and a flash and green lantern Corps and all this they never said Oh, yeah, and Black Adam. Like, it's never really been part of the big announcements with the rest of the DC movies. It's always just been off on its own. Oh, mm-hmm. The Rock is going to do Black Adam. Yeah. The um, Speaking of uh, connected universes and all that stuff, we got the Black Panther trailer this week. Yes, we did. And it looked different, which yes. was awesome. And the poster for it looks different. Like It wasn't the... I'm sure it's coming, but it wasn't the Photoshopped... Heads on body, you know, floating heads and flying bodies. Yeah, and and did, uh, I like the the Homecoming Spider Man poster. That's here's Iron Man and Iron Man and Iron Man. Oh, and there's Spider Man because it's a Spider Man movie. But yeah. Iron Man. But it, it's like the it's like they've got one graphic designer, and that's all he he does. That's yeah. the one thing he's good at, and that's all he does. And then suddenly somebody else got something in there because that black panther poster is really good yeah well it's um, the tease poster the teaser posters tend to be really good because mm-hmm. it's just him on a throne and the, the trailer doesn't get speaking of tease that that trailer gives away virtually nothing yeah exactly it's kind of just tells you where wakanda is in the world like people think it's third world country with yeah as they say in the thing claws oh, yeah. in it now and we know that he's a fairly big part of it by the, yep, looks, of by things. the looks of it at least the sub- supporting villain yeah. if not the main bad guy although i did laugh the the second time i watched that trailer i realized that it's golem talking to bilbo at the start of the trailer oh shit you're right it is <laughs> it completely I went didn't by even my think head of that, then, i would never i never remember he was golem, golem because it well he, you don't he see was, him as, yeah, yeah he was just motion capture guy right so now Remember we were talking, I was trying to remember why we were getting a teaser trailer for that first, because I thought we weren't seeing this movie for a while. Mm. So I actually finally looked oh, it up. Oh, we got a date for it? Uh, from what I saw online on Wikipedia, so it's got to be true, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Black Panther comes out February 16th. Oh, next February. So yeah. it's it's the direct lead-in in uh, Infinity War then. Infinity War then is in May, and then Ant-Man and Wasp are in July. I have a feeling Ant-Man and Wasp was going to have very little to do with Infinity War. Oh, yeah. Like, it's it's going to take place before maybe the, all that happens or something. Oh, like, yeah, or I can totally see it. Kind of like, of... Guardians, is, uh, Guardians 2 takes place, what, like, a couple days after Guardians 1 or well, something? Well, yeah, like maybe it's, weeks yeah. or something. Not very long. It's not yeah. very long. So, technically, they're still a couple years behind, right? And it's... 
yeah. wibbly wobbly timey wimey. Exactly. But. Like this one, you know, who knows? Maybe it could happen right after Civil War. Mm. Uh-huh. And after that one, we get. Cap- uh, where's my list here? So yeah, then we get Infinity War, then Ant Man, then Captain Marvel the following March. Which hasn't even started filming yet. But. No. Well, and then, they I, they don't have till till next year. I guess. Well, exactly. And then the second untitled Avengers, or whatever that whatever's gonna movie be called, the fourth is or, actually. Yeah. And I guess I read recently uh, Chris Evans has signed on for the fourth Avengers movie. Yeah, I didn't realize he wasn't. Yeah, wasn't part under of contract. That. So I guess well, maybe they don't kill him off in the in the Infinity, or maybe this is their well. He cover. Got, he's kind of saying that in the fourth one that he he's done like oh, that. Yeah? It ends up it cleans up his story. Oh, which, okay. You know, maybe that's the end of Cap, or maybe that's uh, something else. Or, Who knows? It, it, to be fair, though, a lot of those actors are going to start, due to money and contracts and everything else, some of those a- the actors are going to start dropping off. Yeah. But, yeah. I wonder if we'll see Winter Soldier in this Black Panther movie. Because he's got him, right? Yeah. Uh, that was the end result of the Civil War. The yeah, Civil yeah he's, fro- he's holding them until they can help him or figure mm-hmm. something out. I don't know. They haven't really said. I no. think I think he did a day or two on set, so yeah. something, right? Maybe they defrost him. At well, some and he's point. got that like nine picture contract, right, or whatever he had from the beginning, or seven picture deal. Oh, who when, Bucky? Yeah, the, when the guy first, Sebastian when, Stan. Yeah, when yeah. he first signed. That's why everybody figured, oh, he's going to eventually become Captain America. Well, not necessarily. It could just they were just locking showing him up. up in all these you know side movies. Yeah, because well, that's they don't want an X Men two problem to happen. Yeah. Which basically what happened for our listeners who might not be aware, what happened with X-Men 2 is they signed everybody for one movie uh, with X-Men 1, did really well, and they started plotting out X-Men 2, and then both Halle Berry won an Oscar, and I'm not sure if, um, what's his name, Uh, Ian... uh, McKinnon? Yeah, Ian... um, Magneto? Yeah, Magneto if he won an Oscar, but he was at least nominated. So, like, their, yeah, their so like, oh, pay well. jumped, right? Yeah. And, you know, and when you start doing that, then other actors go, well, how come I'm not getting that kind of money? I'm important, too. Yeah. Maybe not me, Cyclops. <laughs> haven't seen that guy in anything in quite a while. No, ever since he picked to be in the Superman movies over the third X-Men movie. Yeah, that kind of did a little bit of damage. I'm sure he's done something. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, what else we got? Oh, Tom Holland, staying with the Marvel stuff. He's confirmed there is going to be a Spider-Man 2 and 3 in the Marvel well, Spider-Man no movies. Shit, well, there, you know, they hadn't actually said anything, but he was talking about his character arc and he kind of said in, you know, in the, the other in the in the two other movies and they're like, "Oh, you mean Two more standalones, and then he kind of just like, yes, there's going to be a two and three. Sorry, Marvel. Oops. <laughs> yeah, and well, it's not. A, yeah, exactly. It's not he's also not going to say no because, like, he's it's promoting him getting a job, right? Yeah. It's uh, if you're smart as an actor, you always leave that door open, whether you want to or not, because you never know when your next movie is going to turn into a big pile of crap. Yep. <laughs> so it's always good to. I, like uh, that's why, in a lot of ways, especially how they've got um, Iron Man sort of set up now, where he's not—it doesn't look like we're going to get another Iron Man movie anytime soon. Yeah, but where he's going to be kind of like a mentor, 
uh, money guy and stuff like that where he's not going to have to do a lot of action scenes. That's perfect for Robert Downey Jr. He goes and does a movie that... Shows up on set, has a little fun for a few days. Yeah, gets paid a good chunk of money. Then he goes and does a movie that pays him like two sandwiches and a quart of milk. Yeah, but might get him an Oscar or something. (laughs) Yeah, or allows him to make his own movies. Chris Evans is the same way too. He's now pursuing directing because he has the money to afford to do that. So... Yeah. Uh, ooh, anybody out there that's an anime fan, uh, and Ruby, which is put out by Rooster Teeth, and I know Brent's a fan. Yes. Uh, Ruby Volume 4 is now available on uh, Blu-ray and DVD. Uh, that is if you don't want to just watch it in tidbits on the internet. Yep. Uh, it's more fun to watch it on the Blu-ray anyway, all in one. I like watching it all in one because because like their production schedule and stuff like that, it's so rapid that I forget that like because it's only what ten minute, fifteen minute episodes. Yeah, exactly. You get one one a week, and then you know enough to fill out an hour and a half movie. Usually, it's a season, but uh, yeah, it's usually a good story and there's good action in it. And the oh, I decent. The I animation really like has it. really gotten better over the years. Like they mm. used to, like the, the the background crowds used to be just. You know, a gray silhouette. Now the they actually have faces. It's just you know the the budget on it has increased as the seasons have gone along. <laughs> Let's be honest. Rebels has taken the opposite tact, and nobody complains about that. Yeah. Anytime you see an imperial guy who does not have a name, he has a hat over his head, so you cannot see his face. Exactly. And, oh yeah. And yep. and uh, rebel guys too. They do that with helmets and stuff. Yep. The, the the background guys don't have faces. No. No eyes. Don't have to pay for animating them if you if they don't have faces. That's true. And then I guess the one last thing that I saw that piqued my interest, and it's only because I'm a fan, uh, the Transformers Hasbro Comics. Yeah. So the Hasbro Comic Universe is doing another big crossover event uh, starting in yeah, July. Yeah, I noticed that. It seems a little soon, doesn't it? Like, didn't they just finish the last one, or am I completely off on that? Uh, I think, well, that revolution... It, it feels like it just finished, but I think it was a couple months ago. Easy now. Oh, okay. Like maybe even maybe February. it's because like the the trades are now coming out. So yeah, it still so seems like it's kind still, of going. So like, but yeah, it's that not. imagery is still coming out. Yeah, uh, and then this one starts in July. It's called uh, First Strike, and in it, from the uh, the write up, it's uh, so Optimus Prime has been trying to get Earth into the uh, the Council of Cybertron to so to protect the planet. Okay. And uh, so it sounds like he's finally convinced Earth to join up. And they're having this whole ceremony when all of a sudden Cobra shows up. But it's not Cobra Commander. I forget the guy's name. But I guess it's from the write-up. It's the UK version of from the comics of Cobra Commander. It's like his equivalent. Oh, okay. That, from the, the Action Man Possibly. franchise. Because Action Man's part of this whole universe, too. Yeah, exactly. And then so Cobra shows up. Uh, with a plan to eliminate and exterminate all Transformers. Okay. So G.I. Joe, that's being run by Scarlet, has to team up with the Autobots and Decepticons that, you know, they're all kind of working together now. Well, they have a de- there's a Decepticon on G.I. Joe's team. Yeah. Um, uh, on, uh, Thundercracker? Yeah, the Purple Jet. Yeah. Yeah. And then so- Soundwave right now has been, uh, like, Optimus Prime's number two. He's kind of blackmailed him into it, but uh, yeah, they're all kind of. It's been interesting. I really enjoy the Transformer comics. It's not so much just you know you're a Decepticon, I'm an Autobot. We're going to shoot each other and mm. blow things up. 
it's just like any other storytelling. It's just, you know, they used to be in different factions. The war's over. Now they're trying to, to deal with building, rebuilding a society. And Mask fits in is because it's an offshoot of G.I. Joe, Joe or something, yeah. which is lo- like when I heard they were doing that for the, they were doing a cinematic Hasbro universe. And, but Transformers is questionable whether it's part of it or not. They yeah. keep seeming to go back and forth on that. That was the, the for GI Joe. That was the obvious thing for me was that and Mask is an offshoot of GI Joe. Yeah, is like and, it's an, a, a side team or something like that. Because yeah. and I think if they're gonna do the cinematic version of their universe and bring in Mask and GI Joe and mm-hmm. try have all these different things in one universe, they need to do Transformers. They need to have that Transformers. It's the linchpin. Yeah, it's the like. I have gone on record on this show that I do not like the Bay Transformer movies. I do not at all. I like some of them. Yeah, but a lot of people do. It oh, makes yeah. a lot of money. This, I am not blind This next to it. one is going to make a billion dollars. Why wouldn't you attach everything else to that rocket? Exactly. And you've already got a special forces unit in the Transformer movie. So instead of calling them whatever they're calling them now. They change their They name. become G.I. Joe. Yeah. And then the mask people, like in the That's comics... That's if you want to reboot G.I. Joe. There's well, no no yeah. reason you can bring in The Rock. No, no, exactly. And you, or, you know, Other yeah. than money. That's yeah. the only money in scheduling, because he does a lot of stuff. And then, once again, mask can become an offshoot of G.I. Joe and do it like they did in the comic, where they kind of took some Cybertronian technology that they recovered and built that into their cars, and that's why their cars can transform, transform. and do yeah, stuff. yeah. But they're not sentient. They're just, you know, the car, the door's open and, and it has wings and now it can fly. Like, we don't know entirely what the story is with the new Transformer movie, but they're talking about bringing a, what are they called? Centurions? No. Um, visionaries. Yeah. Another Hasbro line that are all magical knights and stuff like yeah. that. Why aren't they being introduced in this movie? How do we know that they aren't? Well, true. It's, they are talking about the whole thing of. Transformers have been part of Earth history mm. since Earth's had a history, which they've been. It's if kind they, of interesting they're finally doing and kind of telling all that because in every movie, well, I guess except for the first one, but even in the first one a bit, they have shown that Transformers have been here as part of our past at one point or another. And, mm. you know, the Cube and Megatron were responsible for why we have microwave ovens and microchips and stuff like that. And then the pyramid, well, one of them was built by Transformers to collect the power of the sun, but they were bad Transformers. And then, well, the third one, they didn't really do anything with... Oh, no, they did. The moon landing. Yeah. They always went to the moon was because Transformers crashed on the moon and we had to beat the Russians to it. Yeah. But, uh, like uh, like I said, I don't like those movies, but there's plenty of opportunity to, to tie this stuff in. In, in a lot of ways, I would say it's as easy as doing it with the Marvel stuff and the DC stuff. Yeah. There, there's built-in Easter eggs and stuff you can throw in them. The, and, and weirdly, the one I, I like originally thought of until we started finding out about this new Transformers movie is the Visionaries was going to be the hard one because they're like magical knights or some such thing. Yeah. That And it's a toy line that did not last long. So the public awareness of it is well, see, very small. Yeah, that part there, like, I almost think the only way they can fit that into it, it wouldn't even be to have them be in the present day of that continuity, mm. would be to, you know, when they do, since they're going to do these offshoot Transformer movies, like we're going to get a Bumblebee movie. Yeah. Well, what they do is, 
okay, here's the Transformers in the past with the Knights in the Round Table that we talked about in Transformers Five. That's the one that's coming oh, out. Oh, true. Yeah, you can and do that. And here's that movie. Oh, and we're gonna, you know, the, we'll give them technology and armor, and we'll call them the Centurions or whatever. They yeah, are. I, I don't know. I don't know. I still haven't forgiven them for ruining Jetfire. Well, they ruined Jetfire. I, Absolutely ruined them. I agree. I agree. And this one could be the one that does it in for me because they're introducing Hot Rod, Rod. And that's my favorite character. One of my favorite characters. And the voice I've heard in the one clip just doesn't do it for me. Why and wouldn't you spring for the money and get Judd Nelson? Because it's he's like, out yeah. there, right? Like, yeah. it, and I'm sure as far as voiceovers go, Especially he's not incredibly since I think expensive. They gave him like a Scottish accent, what or something? That's why I'm hoping it was just like an early voice because uh. there was some talk that like online, some chatter that they had hadn't cast a voice for it Mm, so they might have just had a placeholder voice well i think that megatron's a different voice now too because originally it was the guy from the matrix but i don't think that's the case anymore by the third one i think it was uh the guy who did the cartoon cartoon, frank welker yeah good so who who knows (laughs) give him a job well, actually, Frank Welker doesn't need a job. He's in every movie. <laughs> he does the, if there is an animal or a monster in the movie, he's usually the, the voice. voice of it. So should we jump into E3? Yeah, let's do Sort that. of, kind of. Well, we're going to dip our toes into E3. Um, yeah, so uh, E3 has been going on. It's not quite over as we're recording this yet, but... Um, uh, no most, real big announcements, really. Well, yeah, like, and most of the big companies, like the big three, have already had their 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 press conferences. Yeah. I didn't catch the, e, the EA one. Uh, no, neither did I. I assume that's where the Battlefront. Yeah, I was going to say stuff came from, right? Yeah, which um, looks awesome. So, uh, highlights so far: the the new Xbox has been announced. It's called Xbox One X. Yep. So, XOX. XOX. Um, Kisses and hugs. Onyx. I think that's what some people are calling Onyx. it. The Onyx. Yeah, I can see that too. Um, um, going to have uh, much better graphic power. It's going to be liquid cooled. It's going to cost. Six teraflops of graphic power. And cost you 500 bucks US. But that's yeah. about standard for new consoles now yeah, on, exactly. upon release. Yeah. I want to know what a teraflop is though. Yeah. Um, and why are we only getting six, damn it? Did we get any uh, any games announced really for it like anything oh, they showed a whole new, bunch of games but um, it's a lot of a, a lot of what i saw was just re-res stuff right just up versions of oh you mean for the xbox x yeah um yeah. i don't know if there was none that were exclusive to that most of them would say yeah they'll work and they'll run better or crisper but that's the big thing at least for now is that you know, you get games will run on the Xbox One, mm. and then they'll get like a download, you know, first day update for the 4K if you got an Xbox One X yeah. like, upgrade package. So yeah, the, a couple games, but nothing, nothing that really stood out. Maybe State of Decay Two that that looked kind of cool. The zombie, yep, one that's uh, taking the the Walking Dead idea and really doing a game of it where you like play with others and build your fort and all that sort of stuff um the uh the one thing i will say now is if you uh you happen to work for uh 
Microsoft. Uh, Ryan and I will gladly test out your your new console. You can send us both uh, copies. I want six teraflops, damn it! And uh, and beyond that, uh, they announced that they were going to start making for the Xbox One and the Xbox One X uh, Xbox games. The original Xbox games, yeah, old school, are going to be backwards compatible now. Which uh, Microsoft, if you're listening, and I believe EA had the rights to it. Uh, Def Jam, Fight for New York. I want that to be able to play it. It's one of the Xbox games that I have not sold because I was hoping that this day may someday come. (laughs) And I want to play it so badly because it was such a good fighting game. So good. I never played that one. Now we have to play like old Star Wars games, the original Star Wars Battlefront games. Yeah. Um, And and there was a ton of good games for that system. I gave my system to my friend Chuck a long time ago. Mine died. Like, my, mine still went. worked. And as far as I know, it still works. Because once in a blue moon, you know, we'll get... And power few, it up. Power, you know, have a few drinks, power it up, play and, some Ghost Recon, mm, you know, split-screen multiplayer. And, yeah, that's the stuff I... That's the stuff I miss about it with modern systems. The split-screen multiplayer has more or less disappeared oh, for, as for shooters. Burnout Paradise. That was a great game. Yeah. Um, actually, maybe it was THQ made... Def Jam because it was you played the N sixty four wrestling games. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I guess I had uh, WrestleMania two thousand. Okay, so um, or the actually no, not the WWE one, the WCW ones. Oh, they they were so good, and this was the natural next gen extension of that. Okay, you could you'd start off with one fighting style, and then you could add another one to it. And depending on which one, you had five, five to choose from, four or five. And depending on which one you chose from, like which combination was, you got different moves. Like it wasn't the same cookie cutter set for each combination or whatever. Okay. Yeah. And like you could style your guy however you, you liked. You got to date Carmen Electra, beat the <laughs> crap out of Snoop Dogg and Flava Flav. <laughs> Henry Rollins is your trainer in oh, it. Oh, nice. Yeah. And, and like the mechanics of it were just they flowed really, really well. So that's my two cents for that one. Nice. But beyond that, um, did you see that new Assassin's Creed game? Assassin's Origin? Creed Origins. I always like the trailers to Assassin's Creed's games more than I like the games. Yeah. Uh, it's a pretty looking game. And this one's in Egypt. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. I would not hesitate giving it a shot. Put oh, it yeah. That way. Just like, I just, for whatever reason, maybe it's because I never played them when they started. Yeah. I, never I just got can't into really get sucked into the, the story of it. And there's, and kind of at this point, unless they do a couple HD up-res collections of those earlier games, there's no real way to. to to go back and start playing those games, not the, well, well, not from the maybe well, now. Think, well, yeah, <laughs> yes, I ended up one of the the free games one time was the Black Sails, the pirate one. Yeah, yeah. I, I downloaded it. I started playing it. I just I got a couple, you know, maybe I put an hour into it, and I just wasn't feeling it. It feels a lot like the Batman Arkham games as far as the jumping around and oh, well, on that's people. where Arkham stole a lot of well, exactly, mechanics yeah. from, right? But uh, I don't know, maybe even well, see, even the latest Batman one, I I lost interest in it. I never finished that Batman game. Um, I finished the the second one. Yeah, I finished. I, I really like. I finished the Arkham one. Asylum, and Arkham City. 
and Batman Origin. It's just that new one. The newest, the one where you get the Batmobile. Yeah. I never, I, yeah, when I lost interest in it. One uh-huh. of these days I'll go back to it. I have a Transformer game that I bought for $10 that I never, uh, I still haven't loaded on my on my Xbox. Which one's that? That's the, that, uh, I don't even remember what it's called, but I think it almost crosses the, one of the newer cartoons with like kind of a movie story arc. Oh, okay. I don't know. I don't think it had great reviews. It was the one that came out after the War for Cybertron 2. Which was a that's those fun. ones were good. I those, them. The problem with those games is like it always always felt like they could have done more with it. Like the, especially with the second one, it really felt like they were getting their feet under them, and then and then did, yeah, then nothing. I guess they just didn't sell well enough. So, uh, so Sony stuff. They showed footage of the that Spider Man game. Looks good. Yep. Looks uh, good. Mr. Negative is the one of the villains, of the villains which is a nice change. Yeah. A good, like it's a little used comic book, a new comic book. Yeah. And, and not Doc Ock or Green Goblin. Yeah. You know, which something they, new. Which still be in there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, new, God, new God of War game. Yeah. Look, looks, looks good. Um, as uh, I think it was... Uh, uh, Paul uh, Alor, who writes one of the Turtles books, <laughs> mentioned that like on his Twitter is like, "Oh, Gods of War, Lone Wolf and Cub looks really good because you have a little kid with you the oh, entire do you? time." Yeah. Oh jeez. And I'm like, "Oh, he's right." <laughs> but yeah, looks good. Looks like it could be fun. Have you heard of the game Player Unknown's Battlefront? No. Oh, you should watch some videos. I'm surprised you haven't seen it. It's popping up all over you. Everybody's doing let's plays in it. It's like a total. Battle Royale style game where you can have up to a hundred people in in a map. Okay. Um, everybody, oh, <laughs> everybody starts off in an. It's funny airplane. on the the page that I'm on, it's the next thing that just pops up. Yeah. yeah. Everybody starts off in an airplane. You parachute out. You can have uh, you can go solo pairs or I think up to like a team of four, and uh, you start off with nothing. You parachute into like the air onto the map. And you got to start scrounging. You find weapons, you find armor, and all this. Okay. And the map, like the fight, the circle after so many minutes starts to shrink. And if you're outside the white play area, then you've got like a minute to get in it before this blue ring starts encroaching on the white area. And if you're outside the blue, you know, if the blue ring passes you, then you start, you just automatically start to die. Oh, okay. So yeah, because this page is referring to it as uh, battle royale. Yeah, the uh, the the Japanese movie, which I love. And yeah. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. that's a that's and a cool mechanic. So actually. it's the same guy prevents camping. Yeah, that's uh, a nice mechanic for that. Uh, the same guy that did uh, the Daisy. Okay, yeah, that zombie mm-hmm. game off of that uh, that was based off of that, and a few other ones. He uh, he actually headed this game, and it's been big on PC, and it's coming to Xbox now. Yeah. Okay. So Look. I think that'll be a fun just jump in and try to, you know, if you get a couple buddies. Here's what the, the price point uh, is on it. But yeah, that sounds Well, like yeah, it would be interesting to see if it comes out at full price game or if it's just an arcade game. Yeah, because you know, it, like it doesn't sound like they're, like they're, if there's no solo campaign in no, it or anything, just, you don't really need to. But, but I've seen it, stupider so. things. So, Oh, um, the one thing I did want to mention is there's a Doom uh, VR game. That I saw some of the footage from. And, okay, I didn't um, see that footage. I saw that headline. It looks, um, or at least some screenshots and stuff. It looks, I think it's based off of the Doom that I, I just purchased that I really liked. But they've changed the graphics up, up those a little yep. bit. They look really good. That could be a fun game. 
but in VR, especially if, if VR comes that down Sony and, with the mm, uh, the little uh, wand the wands things, that you have to hold, yeah. to hold them like a gun, maybe, or or if you can get a gun, yeah. add on for it. I I know once upon a time there was like a VR Doom, like of the old school Doom that had like a full like arcade style light gun okay. port and stuff, but yeah. So um other than that Well we uh, haven't even talked about your favorite one. Destiny? Destiny yeah. two. Yeah. Um well it's a, um I to me this is really the story of E three this year. Yeah. Announcing games we've already heard about. That have already been announced and that we've already like we've already gotten five trailers for Destiny two already. Yeah. Because they're pre selling the shit oh, out of yeah. that game. Um I'm looking forward to it. Don't get me wrong. Um, this will be one of the few games I'll probably get day and date. Yeah, and I very, very rarely do that. Yeah, I it's think not. I'll... I'm I'm very much a wait till it it gets at least twenty bucks cheaper yeah. than retail. I'll I'll probably be doing that with Star Wars Battlefront too. Yeah, it looks so good. I it's weird. I don't know what to do about that game because um I I wasn't a huge fan of Battlefront. Like I liked the yeah, but, but this there one has was a no, story. It now has a story and a to it. Person like a, a campaign, and the story looks pretty awesome. And it's canon. Yeah, and you know, did you see the new trailer for it? Yeah, because you told me to watch it. The new yeah. trailer. So they show that little bit of um the 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 revenge squadron or whatever they're called on board a star destroyer getting their orders from the robot that the holographic thing of the emperor's face pops up yeah. on which was in uh shattered empire is that what they called that comic series the the greg rucka one that takes okay. place right after jedi that marvel put out it was the first okay, marvel yeah, star yeah, wars yeah. book they put Did out they have one of those yeah they, that it was ordering them to, to blow up naboo Oh shit! Yeah, yeah. Okay. That, that's that's where, and I was now, like, "Oh, that's sweet." Because now it's like stuff yeah. from other things are coming in, and and that's a comic book series that really got forgotten in the midst of everything. Yeah, because like, that introduced us to Post Parents. Yeah, and the Force Tree. And we got to see the little, you know, because they did a little flash forward, and you see a little young Poe Dameron playing around on the, the Force Tree. And we find out what it, it tied up a lot of like small questions. That we got from the prequels, like, well, why haven't we ever heard of Naboo before, and yeah. and stuff like that. And um, I imagine it will, like, weirdly, I think those Force Tree things. I think that's going to come back in the next Star Wars oh, too, yeah. right? So, well, they wouldn't have planted that seed, mm. uh, seed tree, uh, in that comic with a character that became a big character in the first movie, first new movie. Yeah, to not have something come of it makes it i i would love to interview greg rucka because i don't think anybody's asked him this is like how much they told him yeah when he was doing that stuff of like like was it okay you got to put it you got to put the you know incorporate force trees like how many characters they told him that he had to use and yeah. stuff like that i like doing licensed comics is one of those things that especially is like a lot of back and forth right especially with star wars mm. um but yeah. Oh, so Destiny Two. Yep. <laughs> um, yeah. Look, it still looks good. Um, I'm liking that they they do incorporate the humor of Nathan Fillion's character into the trailers and stuff. Oh, I hope yep. that sticks with the game because that's one of my favorite parts. And it's good to see that there's new content with those characters mm. because as the extra DLC was coming out, we weren't getting new stuff with them anymore. We but got we got the 
Nathan, not Nathan Fillion, yeah. as I called him. So it's you know you know the question because became well did they could they not afford them anymore? It could have been scheduling too. Well, exactly. Uh, it's, you know, they're or the, it's just they didn't think about it. Well, stuff like it, that. I can understand they needed another character in that different location, so yeah. you can't have the same character in two different spots. Because then people are like, well, I just talked to him over here. How can he be over here talking to this guy and he's over here talking to me? Mm. Unless you make him his brother. Yeah. And then you could just get Nathan Fillion riffing brother. on himself all the time. But, or yeah. should have gotten Alan Tudyk. Oh, yeah. That would have that worked well. Or if they have a character. There you go. So if you in Destiny 2, if you're going to have a character that's going to be hanging out with his character, then you got to get the two of them. So then they can riff off each other in the game. Mm. And we get a new bad guy. Yes. So Which has sorely been lacking in Destiny and, updates. Uh, and the way he's talking about the, 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 is it the Guardian? No, the Traveler. The yeah. Traveler's light is mine. So he, so I almost wonder if it's going to be that he's from a planet that the Traveler had gone to like Earth before that had tried to, and, and this guy left. kind of went bad, or is he? Yeah, left and I kind of, I kind of wonder if he's like a kind of version of the Guardians. Yeah, right, just like gone like, bad, gone bad, and like souped up to the gills. Well, the part in the trailer where he's like, uh, he, you've just, for, you're not, you're not afraid because you've forgotten how to die, and he like kills the guy and throws him off, and then mm. you know, like, of course, the guy comes back to life because that's what you do in Destiny. Yeah, I thought he was then going to like maybe grab the guy's ghost and just crush it or something and be like, oh, this guy can actually kill you. That'd be kind of interesting mechanic to throw into it, but at the same time, could you imagine how mad you would be after putting like 40 plus hours into that game and then like you die and your character is erased. Yeah. <laughs> like it goes into like the Hall of Fame or memoriam section or something. I would take out the disc and stomp on it. <laughs> I wonder if they'll ever tie up the loose end from the main story in the first one. Uh, from the end of Crota, where What's-Her-Face picks up the sword? No. From the, the first main story, even okay. before, like just... Where What's the, the, the loose end? Well, maybe it's just me, the time-traveling person, the person that just kind of oh, yeah. shows up and they help Shit. you, and then like, oh, well, you're not ready for this yet, and then later on, oh, thanks. And Shit, I completely forgot about her. I think so did the people that are making Destiny. Yeah, no, I thought you meant the um, at the end of uh, Crota where, um, what's her face, the witch chick picks up the sword. Oh, yeah. It's like there's a couple loose ends that, well, they can explore all of them, right? Yeah. Through the main story and DLC. I forgot about the time traveling trick. Um, I, I, that could be very well kind of a. That was part of our first story. And like, yeah, the, we're the, not one doing that, this the one that, well, the, the story that went through so many mutations and oh, they yeah. scrapped so much of it. And that's, a, like, that is one of those. I don't have those, time to tell you about the wizards on the moon. Yeah, that's one of those things that, like, I really hope somebody writes a book about that one day when all the NDAs start falling apart and oh, stuff like that. Oh, that game was the, 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 I the think behind it, the scenes. I think that would be really, really interesting. There was a good article. Um, I think it's on uh uh oh what what's it uh Kotaku? Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's, I think I think site. they had a, a fairly good article where they they talked to um a couple former staffers and they go through like all the different changes and things that were 
like uh, Rasputin is actually supposed to be a robot. Like oh, yeah. he's supposed Not to be a, a guy. Um, there was supposed to be another mission with o- like a uh, character called Osiris. That's where the trials of Osiris come from and stuff oh, like okay. that. That was an offshoot of that. And there, there was a whole bunch of things that got scrapped <laughs> and thrown out. I know some of it also came in from the guy who uh, did the music score for it. The guy who did the music for Bungie's Halo games. Yeah. Um, oh, he they, had, fired, they let him go. Go and he sued them. And there's like a in those court documents, there's a bunch of Destiny stuff in there as part of his lawsuit, saying like, "Well, this changed and all yeah. that sort of stuff, right?" So, um, anything else from E3 stand out to you? Uh, um, the only other one that really stands out to me was from Nintendo teasing a Pokemon game for the Switch. <laughs> A standalone original core RPG Pokemon game for the Switch, exclusive to the Switch. So not, you know, one of these other ones from the DS or the three 3DS that's mm. just being ported over. But finally, like a standalone console, even though it's a portable console, Pokemon game. Like I've never gotten into a Pokemon game because I, you know, I, I had I had I had a Game Boy like the yeah. original, and then that, it's so hard to play on that. You know that gray green screen. I don't know. It just those handhelds just lost my interest. I didn't, you know. Uh, I have the the original DS. Okay. Or the 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 flip. Yep, the little. Whoop. Yep. Um, I I love that thing. The, see, I there's a lot I of haven't good games for any it. of those. Like my the only real handheld I've played was the, I guess the. The Game Gear. Oh, the Sega one? Yeah, my brother had one of those. Yeah, and I still got a, one downstairs. And somewhere. we had a Game Boy. And I think my brother has had a, a 3DS over you know over the years, but I never played it. And yeah, I don't have a 3DS. I, I've been tempted. Or one but. of the DSs. One, uh, one of those ones, but... Oh, actually, that's one of the announcements that kind of surprised me. Was um, Nintendo's making two Metroid games. Yep. Um, once for the 3DS. Yep. Which is weird, because I could have sworn they announced that they're... Stopping support for the 3DS. Oh no! I see. I no. I haven't heard that. As far uh, as I know, maybe I'm wrong. They're continuing because that's still there. You know, that's part of why I think we're not getting uh, a standalone Pokemon game until we're probably not going to see this game until 2018, 2019. Oh, right when the DS is right. They done. Can, they're going to keep pushing because you know they still have you know they're going to want to keep selling those handheld games mm. until there's probably you know, a big base for the Switch. Then they may be like, okay, now we're not doing the DS anymore. It's all about the Switch because it's handheld, it's portable, it's play at home, it's play on the road, it's everything. They have a big user base in the in the DS and all that. Yeah, so. that's it's it, portable systems like that are great, but they also have to compete with phones and iPads now, yeah. right? And the Switch may be able to do it. It's selling well, so. Yeah. But then it's Nintendo, and they the, their biggest sellers are their games. Yeah, and even the mobile versions now that they're coming out, it's still not the same because it's just you know one of those little run you only know, push a button and to make your guy jump as he's still running kind of stupid games. It's not the real thing on your phone. So we'll keep an eye on what comes with the rest of the week. I I don't honestly I don't expect anything major. Like Ubisoft no. announced their their entry into the the toy game market. Yep, which has potential. We'll we'll see how it works and how it does. The, 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 I guess I read an article in the Star today, and they showed some pictures and there's a little video, and they look cool. Mm. So we'll see. Yeah, I, I'm gonna see if I can work some connections and uh, 
uh, I'm not going to say names, but yeah. I, I know somebody who worked on the game. I know so, somebody who um, knows somebody. Well, no, I directly know this guy yeah. a little bit. And, um, but uh, I'm, I'm going to see if I can maybe talk him to being on the show, but no promises. We're, uh, I'm trying to get us guests. I am. We're trying. We're trying. <laughs> We're trying. Uh, but uh, so we'll keep an eye out and see if anything interesting pops up. Uh, feel free to email us or tweet us if uh, we miss something that we're crazy not to uh, talk about. And yeah, post it on the Facebook page. Post you know, it on the Facebook your, page. You know, feel free to feed, uh, you know, put feedback on any postings we put on the Facebook page. Interact with us. So um, speaking of ending the episode, what's your geek pick for the week, Ryan? My geek pick for the week is a Marvel comic crossover that I recently purchased the hardcover of, even though I already had the floppies. <laughs> uh, Sometimes it's hard to resist. Especially at the price that I got this at. Yeah. Uh, Spider-Man by Bendis and... Pacelli? Is that how you pronounce? I don't uh, want to butcher it. Yeah, it's Pacelli. Yeah. Uh, so in this book, it's a crossover back when we still had a regular three one six one six universe and the ultimate universe in Marvel comics and uh, amazing Spider-Man from the regular universe crosses over into the ultimate universe through a dimensional rift that one of his villains creates. I won't spoil which villain it is, <laughs> uh, but I can tell that I enjoy a book and that the story and the characters mean something to me when, as I'm reading it, there's I get to a section of panels that get me choked up. Yeah. That actually pull a real emotional response. Mm. Uh so in this book, the in the ultimate spider uh, in the ultimate universe at this point, Peter Parker has died. He died in one of the big like world ending yeah, events. Yeah, and that's not much of a spoiler. No. And that's like several years old. Oh, it's several <laughs> years old. And after he died uh, J. Jonah Jameson figured out, you know, found out his identity and saw uh, he saved Jonah. He saw him trying to save New York and dying in this tidal wave, I think it was. Yeah, Magneto threw the, the poles off. Oh, no, he didn't die. Did he die? In, no, he didn't die in the tidal wave. No, he no. Died, sorry, he died fighting, fighting the Green Goblin. But because of that tidal wave, uh, that he saved Jonah. And that got him around, and it wasn't long after that there was a whole Death of Spider-Man arc, and he died fighting the Green Goblin, I think. I can't. Uh, I, I don't remember. Barely that. read it. Shit. I re- weirdly, I remember the funeral issue. Yeah. More than I do the the lead up to it, because that funeral issue is great. Oh, yeah. With Aunt May, like just fucking talking down Captain America. Yep. <laughs> just like putting him putting, in his place, his, yeah. and you know, he's trying to console her, and he's yeah. <laughs> She's having none of it. Yeah. But anyway, so Jonah wrote a big article praising him and like putting putting it out there that the real hero that he was wrong all these years, you know, saying he was a criminal and all that. Yeah. So the world knows Peter Parker was Spider-Man. Mm. So now we get a grown-up Peter Parker showing up in a world where Peter Parker's dead. Uh, he runs into Miles. They unmask each other, and my, you know the whole time Miles like, "Are you are you Peter Parker? Are you?" Peter? He's like, "Oh, who who are you talking about?" Because he's trying to. He thinks it's all you mm-hmm. know, fake. And then he pulls his mask off, and he's like, "Oh, wait a minute, you're not me." And clearly, Miles isn't Peter Parker. Yeah, because he's a teenager in black. So <laughs> exactly, um, but he eventually gets away from everybody, and he's trying to. 
go to spots that he would think, okay, well, nobody knows about this, so nobody knows mm. about that. So he he tries goes home, and he shows up on the front lawn of Aunt May's house, where Aunt May is living with that universe's Gwen Stacy, who's also a teenager. Yeah, um, and he's standing out in the front lawn without a. Uh, I don't know if he, whether he's on. No, so he has his mask on. I think at that point, and then you know, so Gwen comes out and she's all pissy because she thinks, "Oh, who the fuck are you?" You know how you're disrespecting the memory and all this. And so there's this whole interaction with Aunt May and then Peter, and then mm. once they all figure out, oh, okay, he's not. He's just from another he's universe, just another, but he's still. And then they start kind of interacting with each other yeah. and talking, and this they have some real good moments together in that and it's and bendis is good at that stuff oh, yeah. it's uh, i've always enjoyed his ultimate spider-man yeah i think uh, i think at the end of the day that's really going to be bendis's legacy is ultimate spider-man his work on daredevil was really good too yeah i've got a few um, of those trades uh, but the, the ultimate spider-man it really feels that like it uh, like and the even the transition to miles it really feels like that's his book yeah you know more than anything else but, uh, but yeah. so that's my geek pick. It's a couple years old now. They're actually going to be doing a Spider-Man two, a Spider-Man yeah, two it's coming crossover up soon, and ending and answering a couple of the questions left over from that book, supposedly. Yes, because in this book, you know, they ask, "Well, is there a Miles Morales mm. in the six one six? Well, now there is, but it's the Ultimate version. But is there also a non-Ultimate version? <laughs> Da, da, da. Exactly. Tune in later. Yeah. Um, okay. So uh, good pick. I'm. I'm looking. I'm, I'm actually it here for you to read. Yeah. I'm actually so. borrowing it and reading it. So that's a, that's a vote of confidence right there. And then you can go and buy it for the same deal I got if there's any left. Yeah, possibly. Because I, I I I would love to get Ultimate Spider-Man. Like the entire run in omnibuses, but it's just it's the amount of money you got to start throwing into that. Oh, yeah. I, I'm no. already throwing enough money into other things. I've, that's <laughs> one of the books that I I started buying for my brother. He said he was interested in, it, so I started buying them the, all the the trades of that book. Yeah, uh, for Christmas and birthday presents and stuff like that. So if I ever really you know, I've got from a certain point, like maybe issue fifty mm. on uh, in floppy. But the early ones I don't have. Yeah. So, and there's some good stories in there. One of the, oh, okay, before I let you, one of the early interactions, like the first time Peter interacts with the Ultimate X-Men is hilarious because he's on a rooftop and it's like uh, Jean Grey and, mm. you know, a bunch, and like Storm. I think it's like the, the, the ladies of the X-Men show up. Yeah. And... They start talking to him, and then Jean Grey makes a comment that's like, "Wow, it's it's nice to meet you to, to finally meet someone that doesn't automatically think of me naked when they when they when they meet me." And then he's, and then she's like, "Oh, he's like, oh, what? No, I didn't." You put that idea in my head. <laughs> <laughs> you know what my favorite moment from any of those books are? It was the. Um, I think a lot of it got written out as not canon. Was the Ultimate Marvel Team Up book? Okay. Which um, I've got the hardcover of it downstairs. It was basically Bendis's excuse to work with writers that that you would never see on a Marvel book. And there, it's after uh, Mary Jane finds out that he Peter Spider Man. Yep. And Peter's relating him to his day, and 
um, basically, uh, he runs into this guy who's going to do something, and it turns out he's a vampire. And Blade shows up and tells him to fuck off, <laughs> and and like Mary Jane's like, "There's vampires." I really didn't need to know that. <laughs> and he's like, I'm sorry. And she's like, no, I'm sorry. I, don't, I know you need to be able to tell to somebody, tell but, stuff, but I, I didn't need to know <laughs> who vampires existed. <laughs> it, it was just so well done, too. Yeah. Well, it's the ultimate problem, right? It's like, how much information is too much information yeah. in their little worlds, right? Did you want to know that there's a big purple guy out there in the, in the galaxy eating planets? I, I also lo- loved how, like, uh, uh, the first meeting with Ultimate Daredevil, Ultimate Daredevil figures out like he's like a a fifteen year old kid, kid right off, yeah. and he's like, "Go home, don't do this anymore. <laughs> You're a child. You should be having a life." And um, huh. good pick. I'm looking forward to reading it. Um, I'm also going to go with a comic book pick this week. Um, something else that's a little bit older that I picked up: Green Arrow Year One by Andy Diggle and uh, an artist known as Jock J O C K. Um, they're the team that uh, worked on um, the uh, great DC series called The Losers. Which, if you haven't read that, you should go out and buy those two trades right now because that series is awesome. Wasn't well, there four? Trades? Um, they did do two super trades. Of well, that's, it. The, that's the problem. Or, you got to find because I've, I've I've tried. I've tried uh, finding, okay. and I'll find either one and two, and I'll look at it and it's like, oh no, it's one and two, not one with one and two. Yeah, and the because you've got the, you've got the first run of trades where it's like just no, I don't have any of them yet. Oh, it's just, I've read them because I think I oh, did. I borrow them from Ed. Maybe no, I don't even know if I've read them yet. There, there was a batch of them at Big B for the longest yeah. time in the U section, and I, I picked up the two big ones. Oh, okay. And I think Ed may have grabbed the other ones because we both loved the movie. Yeah. And that comic book series is great. That's a movie that should get a sequel, but never will. Yeah, too <laughs> um, much money at this point. But anyways, um, if you like Arrow, uh, Year One is a great uh, little mini series. It's six issues in a trade. Uh, it basically, you can tell where Arrow takes a lot of its cues from. They expanded it a lot, um, depending on how you feel about Arrow, maybe too much. <laughs> um, but a, a lot of like, a lot of the core ideas are, are in there and it's just, it's fantastically done. Jock is just, he is an artist. The first time I saw him, I saw his work, I really didn't like, and then, Later on, I saw it again. I'm like, oh, this is pretty good. And now I'm like, anything with his name on it, I will at least look at if I don't outright buy. He he does a lot of covers for Batman stuff now. He, um, he did a lot of uh, design work on Dread, which was excellent oh, movie. Yep. He's also worked on like 2080 books and like Dread and side Dread stories as well. He it just... Nice guy too. Um, couldn't get on his uh, his commission list the day he was in Toronto. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I got there late, and I'm like, "Is there any way?" He's like, oh, "No, sorry, dude." <laughs> like, uh, that's how okay. much was he charging? <laughs> At that point, I had a good job and didn't have a wife or girlfriend, so I didn't oh, so this care. Was, this was years ago. Okay. <laughs> yeah, this so it was wasn't a, like last year. Um, I want to say it's a Wizard World. The, oh the, wow! The okay, so, was a so there was only two of them. Yeah, so that, that gives you some idea, right? Um, Wizard World, or or maybe even the Paradise comic 
common. I'd okay. have to go through and take a look, but one of the two. So yeah, I, I'm. I keep hoping they might bring him back, especially since he does a lot of Batman stuff. I like bring him back, yeah. and then that way I can buy that Dread Art book of of his for yeah. the movie without having to pay for shipping. <laughs> well, put a bug in Kevin's ear. Yeah, it's, well. I put a lot of bugs in Kevin's ear. And unfortunately, <laughs> it's not all of the Kevin. It's, well, uh, well, Kevin no. Boyd of uh, of the Fan Expo comic booking. I I mentioned to him a, a, my wish list every year. He uh, to be fair to Kevin, just by coincidence, because I think he and I have similar Some tastes, taste. and um, there usually between Toronto Comic Con and Fan Expo. At least one of my my wishes usually comes, comes true. Yep. This might be the the first year where it doesn't happen. Uh-oh. But uh, but yeah, but uh, the lineup for Fan Expo is looking great. So I can't oh, I can't yeah. complain no, too much. No. But I, well, to, for example, my the two that I really wanted to to see was Matt Wagner, who does uh, a fair amount of Batman stuff, Shadow stuff. Yep. Um, ha, uh, did Grendel Mage? I'd love to see him again so i could buy some art off of him and get some more stuff signed and the 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 old timer that i i want to come to canada before it's too late is taranko okay because how like i hate putting it in this way but how much longer does that dude have or at least he's getting into stan lee range where flying on planes is not even now he doesn't do a lot of shows to begin with right he he picks and chooses because he can um but you know between steranko's work and steranko's hair (laughs) which is just it's magnificent (laughs) have you ever seen a picture of him no i don't think oh it's just awesome (laughs) he's he he like he is probably in his 70s and looks like, and from what I, I gather from hearing about him and stuff, could like charm away your girlfriend from you. Oh, like, geez. just like, no problem. But, anyways, uh, that's it for just the two of us this time. Yep. Uh, next episode, it should be a, a full house with Jen and uh, Kevin returning. And uh, yeah, so check out. Uh, our Twitter is at True North Nerds, and find us on Facebook at, at True North, True North Nerds. Nerds, and uh, Gmail is True North Nerds at Gmail dot com. So yep, and then whatever that other one is. Uh, oh, Instagram, Instagram, it's under True North Nerds. Where yeah. are we? We got a we got ahead of the game and yeah. got all the True North Nerds stuff, um, and uh, we will be around at Fan Expo. Uh, we are slightly toying with an idea of a meetup. We don't know if there's enough of you to be bothered. So yeah, so if you're interested in wanting to meet us, message us on there. the Facebook page. Like, yeah. just say, like that's a good idea, and then then we'll come out and say hi. But at any rate, if you ever see us at a convention, come up and say hi. Yes, please. We we, we would be more than happy to to nerd out with you a little bit. So uh, for Ryan and for me. Um, that's it for this episode. Join us next time when all of us are here. Bye. Bye. Set your phasers to You've been listening to the True North Nerds, recorded at the Utility Cupcake Research Kitchen. Reach the nerds on Twitter at True North Nerds, on Facebook under, surprise, True North Nerds. And you can reach them by email at truenorthnerds at gmail.com. 
If you like the opening theme song, it's called Set Your Phasers to Sexy by Kirby Crackle from the album Sounds Like You. Please go to kirbycracklemusic.com or look them up on iTunes and buy everything that they have made. You won't regret it. So set your phasers to sexy. 